0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Book Life. I'm Miss Lamb. Um, Today, I hope I have a very helpful episode for some people. Um, I met with a friend of mine, Dan, who has um, dyslexia and he's struggled with reading and, you know, the whole stereotype of the letters move and all that kind of stuff. You know, I wasn't really aware of what exactly dyslexia entailed and how it was to kind of deal with it. So it was cool to listen to him explain the struggles he had, especially back in the day because he's about my age and, you know, people didn't recognize things as easily then and didn't offer as much assistance and help back then. So so it was really cool just to hear his story and how he's kind of overcame it and some of the ways that he does still read and make sure he, um, you know, did what he had to do for himself, even though it was difficult. So I really admire and respect him for that. So I hope you guys find some interesting advice or help or just information that maybe you didn't have before. So here we go. Well, hello. Hey. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great. Thank you for coming and doing this. No problem. No problem. All right. So are we just going to jump right in? Sure. Okay, so my first question then is, how were you as a student?
1: Um, I was a bad student.
0: (laughs) Define bad.
1: Uh, I'd been expelled several times. I could not pay attention in class because it was taught one way, so I lost interest while in class. It wasn't that I didn't understand uh, everything it's that the teachers were teaching to a specific student and i was not that
0: right right especially because you if you don't mind me asking we're in school when
1: oh i was in school in the late 80s to early 90s
0: yeah same as me okay so then i'm gonna guess you probably didn't read very often
1: i read a total of four books the entire time i was in school
0: from kindergarten to high school?
1: Kindergarten to high school.
0: Can you remember those four books?
1: Um, yes. Uh, I read a book about Nirvana, which just interests me, so I, I stayed with that one. I read uh, The Red Pony, uh, Old Yeller, and in high school I had to read The Catcher in the Rye.
0: Okay, very good. Um So I noticed the only one that you said that you were interested in and stuck with was Nirvana one.
1: Yeah, it was a a biography. Yeah. And I was into the band, so.
0: Yeah, but the others you just did because you had to?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So again, we've just had this conversation several times on here, is that it's all about finding something you're interested in Mm -hmm. to be able to read it. All right, so why didn't you read more often?
1: Uh, Because I was dyslexic. And what caused me to not be able to read and, and even have trouble in, in classes. If I ever got called on to read out loud, I always would skip things and everybody thought it was hilarious, except for me. And then, um, yeah, I would, I would lose my place on a page every time. And so if you're reading something and it doesn't make sense, you quit reading. Right. And until the invention of the computer is when I could sit there and focus in on it one paragraph at a time or a small amount of words right um and that's where I started to learn and that didn't come in to play really when I was a child we didn't get our first computer until 96 or so
0: yeah I'm not sure when we got ours I know I was in probably late junior high maybe high school but I don't remember doing much on it until more like college yeah did a lot of stuff on it so um I don't know which is the right term here when and how were you is it diagnosed? Is it labeled? Is it?
1: So, I was diagnosed. Uh, I was diagnosed in kindergarten. Not kindergarten. I'm sorry. In first grade, uh, with uh, advanced placement, basically, they stuck me in alpha, and at the time, they sent me to the other side of the, uh, the county. And I went to class with everybody else, and then the teachers were like, well, just do what you want. Well, I did. And then uh, by the time I got to second grade, they did some more testing, and they realized that uh, I couldn't read, and I had a learning disability. So I was on both ends of the spectrum. Right. And so what wound up happening was at some points they would stick me into uh, alpha classes, advanced placement classes, and I would take them, and then the other classes I had to go, and at the time, they didn't really have uh, something specific for kids with uh, dyslexia. They, it was all lumped together, and so I was in class with uh, kids that were uh, emotionally disturbed right, and things like that, and so... I mean, the teacher was just trying to keep control. And I understand that now.
0: Yeah, today we would call them more self contained, whereas everybody else with dyslexia or ADD or those kind of things are, you know, still in the regular ed classrooms now. So,
1: yeah. And that's, that was another thing why I kind of rebelled going through school is because, you know, they didn't have a place for me ever. Right.
0: Well, especially if you were kind of overachieving in certain, like, problem-solving thinking skill areas, but then (laughs) underachieving in the actual activity of reading. Yes. So, I'm going to see if you can kind of describe like what is it like, or maybe it's different now than it was then, but like what is it like for you to read? Like,
1: If I still pick up a book, a hardback or a paperback book, I have to get a bookmark or something to keep my place so I don't jump down the page, still to this day. but my reading has increased tremendously because of the internet. I will read articles and things like
0: that. And I can just
1: blow it up and look
0: at it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What? Why does the internet, why does it being online? But it's because you blow it up so big that you just see smaller sections at a time. Yep. And can focus more on that.
1: That, or I can just highlight as I go. Yeah. And that way, my brain doesn't kick down half the page. Um, the other thing is, is like with the internet, you know, the pages are... You don't have the other page on the other side because when I was real little, I found myself doing that, skipping from this page to the second page. And it it was really frustrating.
0: Yeah. I just never really knew. I mean, I know the basic concept of dyslexia, but I've always kind of wondered, like, what is it like when you're actually –
1: because everybody
0: thinks, oh, letters just like – I've even heard it described in books, like, the letters literally, like, feel like they move around.
1: Yeah, and sometimes well, you get that, but you other times I have to work. You know, I flip numbers and things like right. that, and then I'm like, ah. Oh. And so, that that's uh, I, I've learned to control it more over over time, but that's just one other hurdle that I got to get over.
0: Right. So, how other than in the internet? I mean, were you able to overcome some of that even before having computers? Or... Yeah, I
1: graduated from high school, um, <clears throat> and basically what I needed to do was take away all the distractions and even the teacher. Um, and I did my work on my own. And I basically, I mean, there was a point where I was very, very frustrated and I was like, oh, I'm just never going to graduate. Um, and what wound up happening was I, I got into a program in school where I didn't have to be around the other students. Um, and I made up most of high school because I had been expelled in a short period of time and then they were like you can't graduate early it was like okay and so I went into the work program and I basically would go to school for two hours in the morning and then go to work
0: yeah I did that (laughs) yeah I kind of liked it um so you said you read more a lot more now
1: oh yeah um and the thing is is what like I get into you know there's a lot of stuff about sciences and things that that, that interests me. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'll go ahead and uh, I'll read the entire article. And that's daily now. So I read every day. And I have to read for my job too. So
0: Yeah. Um, just for those my listeners that uh, says he likes science and stuff, um, I played Trivial Pursuit with um, him. And, yeah. I was nowhere close to winning or knowing much of anything. So clearly reading has paid off. Um So I've got here, what types of things do you read? But obviously science stuff, um, just mainly stuff online though.
1: Yeah, it's it's mainly all online now. Um, So you're not a books person? Not necessarily. There are a few books that I've picked up over the years that I get into reading. Um, The American Gospel was one of them. I I thought that was an interesting book, just the concept of it. The author starts talking about how the founding fathers were not towards one religion or another and how they viewed religion. And so that interests me. And I read that book. Um, And I think the last book, I I picked up the Nirvana book last year or during the thing, I was like, you know, I'm going to read this again. So I've got that paperback sitting in the room and I brought it on vacation twice and never had time to read it yet. (laughs) So if I'm going to read a book, it's usually something that is... That I plan out now but uh, there's there's not a tremendous amount of books that I'm gonna go oh I want to do that and when I go into a bookstore you know I, I go in the bookstore basically because my wife dragged me in there
0: yes I can we like going to bookstores together <laughs> yeah
1: and so um, I will I will go find a place where I'm interested and in, look for a book but if it really, really doesn't get to me, I'm not going to pay the money for the
0: book. Yeah, I can understand that. My problem is is um, I get overwhelmed with, well, I want to read that one, and that one looks good, and that one looks good, and that one looks good. Well, now I don't know which one's the best one, and I don't want to pick the wrong one. And then I just overthink the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and my wife, she goes and does the same thing. She Yeah. Uh, she will sit there and read halfway through a book and go, this isn't good, but I want to finish it. So I finish the book.
0: She is good about that. She's yeah. like, feels like she has to finish it. Yep. I don't always feel that way. In fact, I started one the other day and I did only read a few pages and it just wasn't grabbed me. So I'm just going to move on to another one. But
1: yeah, it has to be, I mean, uh, I read star Wars cause I was always into star Wars. I read their revenge of the Sith book when that came out. Um, and when I was a kid, I really, um, the the choose your own adventure books, which that's not reading a book cover to cover, uh, because you would get to that page and it'd say turn to like page.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard of those.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a fun thing. And comic books, I like to look at comic books. Those were better for me to read. Yeah, I would say just because the script wasn't all over the place, there would be little uh, snippets here and there.
0: Plus, they would be sectioned out usually, mm-hmm. so we could focus on that. A lot of my kids are into the graphic novels and all now, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, so then, is it still a struggle for you, I guess, kind of so, but you figured out how to make it work?
1: Yeah, um, well, I figured out <laughs> I figured out in high school nobody was going to do it for me, yeah. and so I had to take care of it myself. Um, and the other part of it is uh, when I went through school, You know, it was not uncommon for people to look at you and be like, "Oh, you're in the stupid class." Which yes,
0: I understand.
1: Which you know, that was like, it's demeaning and everything. But what wound up happening was I understood that I had talents in other areas, and I focused in on them for a while and doing other other stuff. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to let this beat me, or you know, because eventually I have to do something. And I mean. I chose a job where I do read on a daily basis, Um, and I do make mistakes because of my disability, but I don't let that pull me down, and mistakes are a lot less than they used to be, but it's a smaller amount of reading that I have to do.
0: Yeah. I do like that, as you said, you learn to focus on what your talents and skills are, because I know I tell my kids that all the time, that, you know... Reading's not everybody's thing. Some people are good at math. Some people are good at science. I'm at an art school. Some people are really good at arts and things like that, and you know, I can't do those things. So it's really good to focus on what you are good at. But I also like that you said you knew you had to do something, and you had to figure it out. You couldn't just yeah, give I, it up and say forget it.
1: Well, you know, there's, there's, there's nobody that's going to take care of anybody else, you know, by choice. Yeah. And I didn't have a disability where I was not able to do work. And things like that. And a lot of jobs come nowadays where you have to read.
0: Yeah, I, I want to do an episode one time where I just can kind of list different types of jobs that people may not realize the reading that's involved in it. Because I don't know how you can have almost any—I can't think of a job where you wouldn't.
1: No, you got to be able to read, read danger something. If you're yeah. a welder, you know.
0: I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. They have a little crossbone sign. Maybe that's indication enough. Yeah,
1: but you know, you got to be able to read English for the most part. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, how do you feel now? I don't know if you're really aware now, actually, though. But between how school and kind of teaching to kids with different struggles is different now than it was then.
1: Um. So I've had a couple friends who have had kids that have had disabilities and gone through school, um, and I'm. It doesn't bother me that I had to go through it a little different way or maybe harder. Um, but I am, I'm actually happy that kids now have, like, they focus in on them and say, okay, well, this kid just has this issue. Right. You know, because, I mean, it, you know, being with emotionally disturbed kids that were not, shouldn't have been with other kids. They, they need to be in a class by themselves, um, you know, and some of them uh, were mentally handicapped, You know, and you go into that, and then it's like, okay, well, we're just going to put you here because we've got no place else to put you. Right. They don't do that with the kids nowadays. And, uh, you know, they they try to figure out what's going on. And, you know, the other thing is, is like for what kids do nowadays, and they go out and they're they're on social media all the time. Yes, they are. That's focusing on reading, Twitter, you know, all that stuff, Facebook. So they do that. They post and you know so i reading has become more i think
0: i'm not sure i agree with that they obviously they do read of course little you know you know me whatever their things are on social media and stuff but as far as actually like reading reading oh no maybe not, it's just my perspective not but
1: books, they, not books yeah no not books Ew, not books, books. <laughs> but i mean reading's all around so it doesn't just have to be books i mean
0: that's true, but there is a benefit in knowing how to read and comprehend yes. a whole text and <laughs>
1: Yes, well that's another thing is is I never had problems when I could focus in and read through. I could comprehend everything. Yeah, comprehension
0: it, wasn't your problem or the no. process, it was just getting the words.
1: It was getting the words or getting to a point and that's why stories didn't make sense is because if you skip a couple paragraphs, well yeah. And you know, you're especially at the end of a book, and you're like, "Okay, who murdered who?" Yeah, <laughs>
0: and,
1: uh, I missed that part. It just comes to the end in my mind sometimes, and I'm like, uh, then I go back and I have to reread through things, and be, and that was another thing is is like, it takes so much longer to read yeah. when you have a disability like that.
0: But rereading is a good strategy. I teach it all the time.
1: It is, um, but like, I don't have a problem with memorization. Right, like I remember pretty much everything that I read and it's just, then I go back and then it's redundant and it's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So then my last question will be what advice, tips or suggestions do you have for either kids or even adults who maybe haven't really figured out how to overcome some of these struggles?
1: Well, bookmarks are great. Um, it, bookmarks are great and you have to read if you don't read, if you don't force yourself to read one thing or another, I mean, I don't, I don't say you have to read books, but you see an article or something that's about anything. You know, I saw one the other day about, uh, and it's just going to go back to science because I always get hooked on those ones, (laughs) but I saw one where they were making uh, batteries out of nuclear waste. uh, And they're supposed to last somewhere around 10,000 years. Wow! And so they're talking about satellites and pacemakers I'm, um, you know, just as things are evolving and getting better, that's, uh, something I can do with nuclear waste, which, you know, we have plenty of, so that interests me as far as tips and tricks, it, it's going to take them longer to learn how to do it, but they have to stick with it. And if they stick with it, eventually one day it clicks. So that it's okay. I might not read like everybody else, but I read this way. Right. And that's the one thing that the only person that's going to teach them is themselves.
0: Yeah, that's true. And Um, hopefully they'll have enough motivation to want to do it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's just time, you know, because eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, okay, I got to read my bank statements. I got to read what the doctor said. So you have to read.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah, you do. I used to always tell my kids um, the contracts, like for, because a lot of them want to be either athletes or entertainers or something. It's like you're going to have to read your contract and know, you know, what you're signing. Or when you buy a house, you got to kind of you know, read that whole contract and what's going on there. And so, yeah. Well, I thank you very much for sharing your story with us That's and okay. giving us some suggestions. And I will um, talk to you later.
1: All right.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you found that interesting and beneficial. Um, Just a couple things that he said. uh, I really liked how about blowing it up on the screen. I know even non-dyslexic people who struggle with just getting interested in reading, if there's too many words on a page or they're too close together, they really, really, really shy away from reading those books. Also, um, he mentioned bookmarks to kind of like block out some of the words. They make things where it actually clear in the middle, so then it blocks out the top and the bottom, so that could be something that could be useful as well, Um, and just really admire the fact that he said, you know, I couldn't give up on it because I knew I needed to be able to do this in life, which we do. Now, he may not read books, which I, of course, think books are important, but you know, what he reads and has a good job and overcame a lot of difficulties. So I just respect him for that. And I hope if you're struggling that you um, found some inspiration here to help you overcome some things as well. So thank you so much for turning another page with me. And I hope you will share, share, share. And I will be back in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us and share with a friend. And you can find us on social media at Instagram and Twitter at booklife32776.